0: And so what Noah and his wife did, they weren't saved from the judgment, they were saved through it. Mm -hmm. How many married couples today, if you're listening to this, you say, it feels like we're living in the days of Noah again. And then the question is, how do you be saved from it? The answer is you may need to be saved through it. They didn't get to avoid the judgment, they had to go through the judgment. But God provided them a proverbial ark to get them through it. It was get your marriage here, get your kids in here, and everything around you is going to be insanity and judgment. But you can have a way to navigate through it so that you and your marriage and your family can survive and be healthy.
1: Well, hello, I'm Grace Driscoll with my husband here, Mark Driscoll, and we are doing the Exo Marriage podcast. We're taking different couples through Genesis, and we're gonna talk a little bit about Noah and his wife. She doesn't have a name, but she's Let's an important a woman.
0: What do you want to call her? Nancy? Noah and Nancy.
1: I was gonna say like Zoa or something. <laughs> Noah and Zoa? What? That's uh not know. Name. There's a lot All of right. Z names in the Bible. <laughs>
0: So as we're going through I'm teaching the book of Genesis and you're teaching it at real women at church and as we go through Genesis it's a it's a generational case study on marriage and family. Mm-hmm. And so early on you've got Adam and Eve. So we looked at their marriage and then in this season we're going to look at Noah and his unnamed wife, Nancy or Zoah. <laughs> Uh, And then in the next season, we'll look at uh, Abraham and Sarah and a lot of baby mama drama and the redneck hillbilly saga of Kansas proportions. It's nuts. (laughs) But uh, so as you think about knowing his wife, all we tend to think about is the boat and the animals. Mm -hmm. And even when you're a kid, they're like, there's the archie archie and, you know, fill it up with the animals. But think about it for a minute. We're going to we're going to slow down and just look at this couple and a couple of things. Number one, from Adam and Eve to um, Noah and Zoah Zoa. <laughs> um, is 1,600 years, which is, crazy. is you just, crazy. You turn from Genesis, you know, one, two, three to chapter six, you're 1,600 years. And so the story is this. In Genesis 3, sin enters the world through our first parents, Adam and Eve, the first married couple. And then for 1,600 years, hardly anybody walks with God except for a guy named Enoch. Mm-hmm. And it says he walked with God, and then God took him to heaven. And nice then comes um, then comes uh, Noah, uh, and as we've established, uh, his wife, Zoa. <laughs> and what happens is um, God says in Genesis 6-3, uh, my spirit shall not abide in man forever. Uh, he's going to be limited to 120 years. So God says, in a, in a, you know, in 120 years, I'm going to flood the earth. You, that's pretty patient. Yeah. Everybody's sinning all the time. It says in Genesis 6, the inclination of the heart was evil all the time. And we, you know, most of us who know the story, we rush to, they built the boat, the flood mm-hmm. came, the animals got on mm-hmm. it. Let's back it up and ask the question, what the heck did they do for 120 years as a married couple?
1: Well, and to live with people doing crazy stuff for 120, I mean, are we back in the arch ages? Or? No, we're, well,
0: so what happens before the flood, it says that every generation just got more wicked and depraved. Yeah. So by the end, every day is like the purge. Yeah. I mean, it's just. It sounds awful. Yeah. If you remember like the, the riots and, mm-hmm. you know, just the anarchy in the streets. Every
1: day, all day for 120 years. No, thank you. <laughs>
0: that's what they were going through. I'd
1: want to be Enoch.
0: (laughs) Well, you think about it like what they were going through is a lot like today. Mm -hmm. Everybody's just rebelling, self-destructing, you know, it's just mattresses on fire and Mm -hmm. pitchforks and Mm -hmm. dead cat flinging and protests. And so every day was just anarchy. And God said, I I am not going to put up with this any longer. Mm. And God warned, and he said 120 years. So True or false, do you think today that most married couples feel like we're kind of living in a culture that is very similar to Noah and his wife? Like, yeah. this can't go on forever. God's going to have to bring an end to this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It feels like that.
0: So the first time God ended you know, everything with a judgment of water, and in the end, he'll do it by a judgment of fire. So you know, to answer the question, we'll delve into this. Um, if all the couples, all the families, all the people— are rebelling, there was only one couple that didn't. And their three sons. And their three sons and their and wives. And their wives. So eight people got on the boat and made it. Uh, everybody else died. And what that means is only one married couple stuck together and led their family in the will of God on the whole earth.
1: So they didn't have any friends.
0: No, it was lonely. Yeah. And let me read uh, maybe you can read honey, second Peter two and First Peter three. Just read it, Peter reflects back on kind of the days of Noah and his wife and their marriage, and, and he gives us some context as to what they were doing.: uh, First Peter and Second Peter. You want me to go first? Yeah, I want you to read them from the Bible, which is the Word of God, written <laughs> by the do Holy Spirit. But you want me Spirit. to read
1: Second Peter first, since it's listed first? Or do you want, yeah, me to yeah, read, read
0: them first? in order right there. Welcome to the part of real marriage where we fight. Make it real.
1: No, we're going to edit that part. <laughs> uh, well, it's also a really small font, and I can't read it. So uh, Second, yeah, I can't read it without. You can't read it without no, glasses.
0: Welcome to fifty-one kids. <laughs> Not to brag and get all showy. I'll read it. And hey, let me say this too: If you're younger, two things we would recommend: look at things and eat carbs, because <laughs> the day is coming where you can't do either of those. Second Peter two five and nine: If he did not spare the ancient world, but preserved Noah, a herald of righteousness, so he's a preacher um, with seven others. That's his wife, their three sons, and their three wives. So everybody made it. When he brought a flood upon the world of the ungodly, then the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from trials and to keep the unrighteous under punishment till the day of judgment. And then 1 Peter 3.20, I'm just going to go next level and read again. God's patience waited in the days of Noah while the ark was being prepared, in which a few, that is eight persons, were brought safely through the water. So two things that this family was doing, this couple was doing for 120 years, preaching, hey, everybody, you really need to turn to the Lord, and preparing this huge boat. Hey, we're building this boat. And what it tells us in the Bible is all they did was mocked Noah Mm -hmm. for 120 years. So let's talk about that. You're married to Noah. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you laughing? I mean, do you feel like you are married to Noah? I was like, are you telling me? (laughs) Okay. So just consider you're married to Noah. And for 120 years, he's preaching a message that no one listens to he had Mm. outside of his family he had zero converts so 120 years noah's like hey tonight we're doing the tent revival (laughs) if you'd like to give your life to the lord come forward 120 years zero people came down the down the aisle and he's building a gigantic boat in the middle of the desert and many commentators think that it had not yet rained on the entire earth. <laughs> so he's telling them, "Hey, water's going to come out of the sky and it's going to lift up the boat in the desert and I need you to give your life to the Lord and help me build the boat before the rains come." Yeah. What so do people he looks think about extremely if, crazy. If that's your husband, what do you think? What, what I mean, do you ever have a day where you wake up and you're like, "My husband might be nuttier than a Snickers bar."
1: No, I mean, I can't imagine. Just he constantly was preaching the same message and building something that didn't seem to be needed.
0: Yeah. We live in the middle of the desert. Like right now, if our next door neighbor started building a huge boat telling us that the world was going to flood and he was building it for us.
1: Definitely think he was crazy.
0: Or, you know, that he's one of those guys who voted for legalized marijuana, (laughs) and he's definitely making the most of his vote. You know, I mean, how hard would that be as the wife every day, see your husband go preach And every day he comes home, you're like, how did it go? He's like, yeah. Yeah."
1: I mean, she had to have been a woman of faith. She had to have trusted. How do you know that? Because she would have left and joined the, however, hundreds of thousands of other people at that point. They
0: were just mocking her husband?
1: Yeah. I mean, look at Job's wife. She did that very quickly. You know, I mean, I just, I think it's so interesting to, to actually put yourself in the story and wonder what was she doing, saying, thinking. What was their thinking? marriage like for 120 yeah. years? Yeah. I mean, and they had three sons, and, I mean, she was raising them. But, I mean, just, yeah, I can't imagine. I mean, she had a commitment to the Lord and trusted that God was telling her husband, and he was leading their family. She had a commitment to her husband and knew that she was supposed to stay in that commitment. And then she had her sons and they stayed committed. I mean, God they married them believers.
0: faith. Mm-hmm. The three boys, all married believers. How do we know? The they all only made it eight on the people boat. that got on the ark, Noah and his wife, their three sons and their wives. So what that means is four couples get on the boat. Those are the only four believing married families on planet Earth. And they all came from the same family. What would have happened if Noah and his wife blew up their mm-hmm. marriage and didn't mm-hmm. walk forward in God's will. I mean just run the I other know. run the other scenario. What mm-hmm. happens?
1: Would have been Noah and the animals maybe <laughs> or his wife and the animals. I don't know, it depended on who <laughs> caused the split, but
0: yeah. or the door shuts and their kids drown. Yeah. Or they fight and give up and don't build the ark and mm-hmm. nobody makes it.
1: No, well, that was a fresh start for God to start all over again with a new family and
0: yeah, and so when God decided to repopulate the earth and start all over, He chose four believing married couples. But honestly,
1: a the man three and a woman believing
0: in married couples were led by mom and dad. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting too then is, up until the time of the flood, there was some polygamy. There were mainly unbelievers. Later on, believers, sadly, tragically, painfully, will be involved in polygamy. Uh, but at the time of Noah and his wife, God put an end to sin and he put an end to polygamy. Mm-hmm. All the, the only people that made it were four faithful married couples. All one the polygamists drowned. Stru- one man, four one woman, couples. as God intended. Mm-hmm. Everybody else drowned in the flood. Um, how, how important is it, in light of the story of Noah and his wife, that if God has a challenging, difficult season or calling on your marriage, that the two of you just remain absolutely unified.
1: It's essential. You're in a covenant, and God expects you to stick together. The enemy wants to divide you at every corner, and there was, I'm sure, a million opportunities for that with them. Um, but God expects us to stand by that covenant that we make and— do what we need to do to stay together, stay unified. God doesn't uh, attack Adam and Eve separately. He, or excuse me, Satan doesn't. Um, He waits until they're married. And so when a couple is married and walks in the will of God together, lovingly serving each other, following God's will, there's nothing more powerful than that.
0: So when we get to heaven and you get to meet Noah's wife, What are some of the questions as a wife you would have? Because the story doesn't tell us a lot, like Mm -hmm. her name.
1: I know. I'm going to ask her what her name is, see if I'm right. (laughs) No, it's Zoe. You've
0: prophesied it. It
1: could be Noah and Yessa. (laughs) (laughs) That was terrible. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, Yeah, I mean, I I would ask her how she new to continue to follow like do you what you think she
0: would have had to have heard from the lord for I, herself I would
1: think so I mean you think
0: after 120 years you wouldn't hang in there unless you heard from the lord
1: but it's also noah was a stark comparison to the other men in the culture so she had to have seen that okay either they're all right and they're all crazy and seem like you know chaos evil or my husband's right and that's what I want to do no matter how hard that is I mean, she saw the contrast very clearly. Um, I mean, I would ask her how she raised her kids to love the Lord. I would ask her, you know, I'm sure she's thankful she stayed steady.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, especially as it started raining. And her husband's like, I just happen to have this large boat. (laughs) Oh, thank you, crazy husband. Suddenly this all makes sense. Yeah. But how much rejection and ridicule do you think Mm -hmm. they faced as a couple for preaching and preparing yeah. for 120 yeah, years. A
1: lot, a lot every every day, every minute probably.
0: It had to be super lonely. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's like y- you're the crazy people. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're the you're the insane, you know, outlier, bizarre, weirdo, hyper religious crazy people.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would have been hard.
0: Um What do you think would have happened to their kids and their legacy if Noah and his wife were divided and weren't remaining unified for 120 years?
1: Well, it wouldn't have worked. We wouldn't have had—I mean, it had to be both of them, and it had to be their kids and their wives because they had to then go forth and procreate from there. Um,
0: The human race would have came to an end mm -hmm. if Noah and his wife— Weren't unified in the purposes of God, Mm -hmm. like the human race would have come to an end. Yeah, because it was literally huge implications. It was down to one couple leading three couples, Mm -hmm. one generation leading uh, the next generation. So uh, let me uh, let me kind of summarize, and we'll deal with Noah and his wife in the next episode. And I want you to just kind of think about it. For those of you that are like us, you're kind of Bible nerds. You know, you're like, oh, they built a boat and got on it with the animals. Like, okay, Mm -hmm. but for 120 years, yeah. They were telling people about the Lord and nobody cared. And they were building a boat and everybody mocked them. Mm -hmm. And Jesus says, as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be Mm. in the last days. Wow. Which is scary. Mm -hmm. And Jesus is saying that in the last days, he said, as it was in the days of Noah, everyone was drinking, marrying, and carousing right up until the ark started to float. And so it feels like we're living in the days of Noah, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, definitely. like the
0: wickedness on the earth. The, the myth of evolution is just that it's a myth. We're not getting better. We're getting worse. We may be making external progress, but we're not making internal progress. We're making technological progress, progress, but not moral progress. And it feels like the days of Noah. Everybody is only evil doing wickedness all the time. It's all rebellion. And everybody's just getting drunk and getting married and getting angry. That feels like the days of Noah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so what Noah and his wife did, they weren't saved from the judgment. They were saved through it. Mm. How many married couples today, if you're listening to this, you say, it feels like we're living in the days of Noah again. And then the question is, how do you be saved from it? And the answer is you may need to be saved through wow. it. Yeah. They didn't get to avoid the judgment. They had to go through the judgment, but God provided them a proverbial ark to get them through it. And it was, mm-hmm. get your marriage here, get your kids in here, and everything around you is going to be insanity and judgment, but you can have a way to navigate through it mm-hmm. so that you and your marriage and your family can survive and be healthy.
1: Yeah, it's amazing.
0: Yeah, and so today— um, Couples need to be building their Mm ark. Husband and wife have got to be seeking the will of God and asking, how do we build our ark? Where is the place for our marriage? Where is the place for our family? Where is the place for our legacy and our kids and our grandkids?
1: How do we stand steadfast, stand firm?
0: It's two things. We need to stand steadfast together, and we need to build our boat. Mm -hmm. Yep. So maybe I didn't know if we would go this direction, but— uh, first and foremost, for the men, uh, Noah led his family. Mm-hmm. He had to have some leadership ability because his wife and his kids follow him onto the boat. Nobody else does, uh, so he does lead his family. Somehow, he remains completely unified with his wife. They're together, mm-hmm. so they're holding hands going on the ark. Mm-hmm. He's not dragging her. <laughs> you know, it's not like she's hanging out of the window trying to escape. <laughs> I mean, they're together. And what's interesting, then their kids follow their example and have believing healthy marriages that are saved. And honey, maybe just whatever you want to share in closing, like, um, you know, every couple's got to figure out how do we build our boat?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You know, what, what are we building for our family to make it through the days of Noah? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So maybe share with them just you know some years ago we moved to Arizona and we literally started over in our 40s and it literally was okay we got to build our boat
1: mm-hmm. yeah i mean it was um it was a brand new journey and god um in our process you felt called first and we felt called together we heard the lord say we were released so we knew that that was um certainly from the lord and then in that we had different timeframes of what that looked like. And um, for me, it just took me a little bit longer to, to hear from the Lord uh, what that looked like and where we were going to be. Um, but you were... Uh, patiently waiting for me to come along in what the Lord was having both of us come to, which was to move to Arizona ultimately, and so we had to be unified on that. That's a huge decision. We were starting We'd all agree over. On what
0: boat we're going to build,
1: mm-hmm. and the kids were going to be on it with us. So we needed to make sure that we were unified, so that when we got here, then our kids. In the wrestling, you know, with the Lord that they did, and and ultimately trusting God's plan for them as well, um, th- we were able to be unified in our discussions with them. We weren't like, yeah, well, Dad made us do this, or Mom said we should do this, or you know, yeah, they're saying God's. A-. It was very you and I were certain we were unified. We you know, held hands on the journey and, and stayed that way. I mean, we had to talk it through, we had different things we had to articulate to each other, but we did that. And, um, and coming here, God has absolutely been faithful to us and, um, and to our kids and bringing them along in that process. Cause they did, they struggled at first, but they came to the conclusion that the Lord definitely brought us here and they're I'm sure those totally kids
0: had days. They're so mm-hmm. like, why are
1: we still on this boat and what's the plan even before
0: like lord could you give me another dad who's not so crazy Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know could i be part of the family that doesn't have the big boat in the backyard in the (laughs) desert i mean yeah there are going to be times along the way that first and foremost i think you're right the husband and the wife got to figure out what boat has god asked us to build Mm -hmm. and god told noah and his wife specifically here's literally the, the plans. The plans mm-hmm. for the, wood, the building the, of the your dimensions. boat. The yeah. mm-hmm. So we got asked the Lord, what boat do you want us to build? And then uh, I'm sure there were days that he, his wife, his kids were like, what are we doing? Yeah. There had to be some second mm-hmm. guessing. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be some fears and doubts and anxieties mm-hmm. along the way. But the husband and the wife did agree. This is the boat the Lord wants us to build. And they kept working on it. Mm-hmm. And then their kids start working on it. And then eventually they all climb in it and it becomes the vehicle through which they're all saved through judgment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the life that we're living now, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, we, we kind of built our boat mm-hmm. and we made it Great. through judgment yep. and our kids love the Lord and they're marrying believers. And so our encouragement to you would be, um, we're not saying that things are good in the world. They're not. Mm-mm. We're not saying that they're going to get better. I don't think that they will. We're not saying that you may be saved from it. Yeah, may or may not. You may need to, like Noah and his wife, go through the wickedness and the evil and the darkness and the corruption and the collapse of Western culture, which feels like what we're in. And and just because of that doesn't mean that the same fate that befalls everyone else— needs to befall your marriage and family. There's a way for God's people to be saved through judgment in the days of Noah. And the question is, what boat are you guys going to build? And are you going to build it together and when you build it, are you going to live in it with your kids? And for us, that's Trinity Church, that's Real Faith Ministries, that's the life that God has architected for us yeah. and that we've worked very hard to build as a family. Yeah. It's our version of the boat and we're all in it mm-hmm. and it's floating and mm-hmm. we're having a great season. And I would mm-hmm. say um, the last few years in the culture have been the worst, but the last few years in our life have been the best. Mm-hmm. Amazing, yes. Yes. You know, because there's a lot of water around us, but our boat still floats. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. So any other thoughts you would have for them as we look at uh, Noah and his wife?
1: No, I think that's a great analogy. And I think just hearing from the Lord what he has for us as a couple and, and he'll, according to our gifts and abilities as husbands and wives, he'll give us a, a one mission to go on together and then he'll allow our different gifts and abilities to help make that mission possible.
0: I'm gonna pray for them as they pray and seek God's will for mm-hmm. business, housing, city, education. I mean, there's a lot of families like now that are saying, "You know what? I, I, I think it's gonna keep raining. Mm-hmm. We gotta figure out our boat."
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lord, just. Uh Thank you for the faith that you've given us in our journey. I pray that same faith for these couples that are listening, that um, they would ultimately trust your plan for them, that even with the storms going on around them and the um, boat seems like it fills up at times, Lord, you um, when you're directing, there's protection, there's peace. Um, there's wisdom. And so, Lord, I just pray that they would come to you for that and that they would be like-minded, one single-minded together as a couple unified so that they can lead the family that you give them um, as well in the same direction. So thank you, Lord, that we can come to you for that as our uh, Father in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.